Hey everybody, welcome back to the Active Dads Podcast. As always, I'm your host, and joining me is the co-host, Mr. John Hogan. And here I am, the co-host again. Yep, co-host, ultra runner, extreme athlete, arborist, man mm. of many skills, and a manly beard. I ain't gonna yeah. lie, I've always been jealous of your beard, I just throw that out there. And one one god-awful sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> First one of the year, baby. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that later, but I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So one of the uh, things we decided to talk about today was competition prep. You know, on uh, one of the last podcasts, we talked about competition anxiety and, you know, that hits everybody, no matter what you're into. If you're not anxious about your competition, odds are you didn't train hard enough to prepare for it. Oh, absolutely. That's one of the big things. No, I'm wrong. I know some people just don't have any issues with anxiety, but to not care how you do in a competition that you spent months training on, I just don't understand that. Yeah, so, and, and, well, there's that, and then there's not putting in the effort for a big event, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, you know, of course it's some of that online stuff, which I, you know, I, I tend to spend way, way less time doing anymore, especially with, like, groups and forums and whatnot. But it's just some of the stuff even me and Sean have talked about, like, in the recent in the past few weeks training and stuff like there's there's a lot of these groups within like ultra running that it's just it's more like i mean there's great people there don't get me wrong there's cool people there there's some really you know hardcore runners and just badass all-around badass athletes out there in those groups and i love those i love the input from those folks but the stuff that i can't that it drives me nuts are the people that'll be like hey uh so i registered for this hundred miler but the, the the furthest distance I've ran in the last six months is like three miles. Uh, so uh, any tips you can give me, bro? And you're like, yeah, don't show up, like <laughs> because that it just it drives it drives me nuts, like because you're basically saying it's not important enough to put in the effort, but you're also saying that you really could care less about all those aid station workers and all those people out there that are sitting there for hours and hours waiting on you to come through because you didn't bother to train for this event. You know, it's just, it drives me nuts. And well, I like, can see that, but also I know that some people, especially with running competitions and like more endurance style competitions, mm-hmm. they throw that out there as basically a way of giving themselves an easy way out. Oh, you know, it's like, oh, you got a, did not finish? Yeah. Or a, dnf or whatever y'all call it it's like yeah i could have trained a lot harder you know i didn't really put that much into it you know i mean they're giving themselves the easy it wasn't like man i trained my ass off and i didn't make it yeah you know there's no crushing defeat in there it's like eh you know whatever i didn't do it i didn't train hard enough yeah oh yeah yeah i see that too i see both sides of it it's just i mean that was 100 percent me on my first mountain run you know i didn't train but it wasn't because I didn't train out of pride and knowing I didn't have to train. I didn't train because I honestly didn't respect it enough. Yeah. Like that's the only way yeah. to put it. You know, I literally thought it was going to be easy. And yeah. then I got out there, you know, five miles in, I was like, damn, I really should have trained for this. This yeah. is terrible. <laughs> so I'm like beating myself up about it because, you know, I was a young buck full of energy. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got this. I can put one foot in front of the other. So what if I have to walk? I can still make it a very long distance because I think uh, – Man, I don't even remember. I think my target goal was 50 miles. I think that was the target I set for myself. I wanted to hit 50 miles in 24 hours, which, you know, to you and Sean, that's nothing. I mean, y'all could walk that, literally. But I was like, as long as I keep going 
and stay over two mile an hour, I'm good to go. I can do this. This yeah. should be no problem. And now I got about five miles in. I mean, it hit me quick. It's like, oh, this is going to be a big problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm to the point now where we're, you know, basically, you know, right at two, or a little less than two weeks out, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm going back and looking at, you know, times from three years ago, looking at some friends of mine that are hundred that, you know, finished a hundred miles in 24, their times and going, this is what I got to do. This is where I got to be. I can shave some time here. I can shave some time here. If I don't do this, if I don't do this, if I don't do this, but this is where real, this is where we have to be. We have to be, you know, our, at, you know, mile you know, 80 and 90, we've got to be putting in, you know, 35, 40 minute laps, you know, um, so, and, and when he says laps on Black Mountain Monster, that means a 5K. Yeah. Yeah, 5K. Or they do it on a 5K track. <clears throat> yeah. Um, or 5K trail loop. Trail loop, um, yeah. Which is a pretty brutal loop. I don't know what they classified as. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, <clears throat> it's not. There's a couple places get pretty hairy. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, overall it's... course is fairly smooth, but right. they're like that one little 30-degree hill that's like yeah, 20 yeah. foot tall. That wears you out a lot more oh, than yeah. you think it would. Yeah. I go down that one yeah. backwards after about. 40 miles. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the paved. Oh. I'm talking about that one when you come out of the paved. Then oh, yeah, you hit yeah, the little yeah, deer trail and yeah, get back there. Yeah. There's that one. I mean, it looks like a bike ramp. Yeah. It's so steep. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. One. It goes up by the railroad tracks. Yeah. The yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so that starts to build up that, that little bit of that anxiety. Because mm-hmm. you're like, the, I mean, that's the goal. Yeah. It's 100 miles and you're like, oh, God, I'll be here and here. And then you look at like weather forecast. It looks like we're going to be in like a drought slash famine in two weeks so it's gonna be hot and dry like i can handle dry but just Mm. you know heat at least it'll be hard though yeah because that one place right out of the hole shot where you duck through the woods Mm -hmm. when i ran it it had rained the night before oh yeah and you were sinking up like an inch and a half Mm -hmm. on your shoes and Mm -hmm. that you know after you start adding up you know if you're going for a 50k that's 10 laps yeah that's 10 laps of like a tenth of a mile running through mud that'll wear your legs and especially your anterior tibialis out a lot trying to pick your toes up i mean i hope i mean i i guess if it's dry i'll handle the heat the best i can but i sweat Mm -hmm. like a pig so it's gonna be honestly man the only part i remember being really sunny besides the camping area obviously because it's in clearing was right there where you hit the soccer fields yeah that little paved area yeah. beside the soccer fields and i don't even remember i mean that turned into a hot stretch with the pavement yeah i think the but, year out the three years ago three or whatever yeah three years ago i think it was like 89 that day so or it was like 80s eight between 86 and 89 and it was it was rough but yeah i mean i got through it oh yeah so you got that little creek area right there you can wild around into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like ankle deep though, so you're going to lay down in it. Skier water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, uh, but yeah, man. So <clears throat> you know, like we were talking about before we started the podcast, I've got my show um about a little less than three weeks out. You know, um my diet has been on well, I say that my diet's always on, but my cut diet has been going strong for the past week and dude the amazing part about it was i love anytime i can replicate something you know what i mean oh, yeah. so now last year or not last year 2019 was when i did it last last year was a pandemic so they didn't have it but two years ago whenever i did it one week into the cut i'm looking i was looking exactly like i'm looking now you know so being able to replicate results is just awesome 
Yeah. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm doing four weeks this time instead of two weeks. But everybody thought I was insane for only doing a two-week cut for a men's physique show. Yeah. But I walk around lean anyway, so cutting's nothing for yeah. me. I mean, you know, I don't get a beer gut on me and carry a yeah. lot of extra water weight around. So one week into this cut, man, I'm feeling great. Everything is going smooth for me. You know, I mean, my skin's even doing better. I actually started tanning eight weeks out because my tan was the worst part. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay. So the two huge fails I did in 2019 was, A, my tanning was terrible. I had no clue what to do. Mm-hmm. I tan like an Irishman. Yeah. I go from white to red back to white. So I have to, like, kind of nudge it. You know, it's like when you break out the ball peen hammer instead of the sledgehammer. Yeah. I'm yeah. just nudging the needle a little bit. So I spent a lot more time on working on getting my tan down, which I'm feeling good. Three weeks out, you know, I'm fairly tan. I'm extremely tan for me, but fairly tan overall. And step or the second thing was my posing was absolute trash. I knew nothing about men's physique posing. I literally just did some bodybuilding poses I watched on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they deduct points for that. <laughs> yeah, it's not really awkward until I turn around and you start playing the music. And then mm-hmm. doing it in the Man, I love that song. It's the same song I went out to in 2019. And my posing coach told me to use the same song. That way, if it's the same judges, they'll remember you. And that'll kind of spark them into thinking, oh, wow, he's looking better this yeah, time. You know, judges, they want to see what you look like, but they love seeing progress as well. Yeah. They like seeing that you took it more seriously than you did before, you know, yeah. or your conditioning was better than last time. So he said that, you know, with that song, <clears throat> um, for anybody listening, it's Remember the Name by Fort Minor, a very popular song, very upbeat song. He said that, you know, you used that song, so use that one again. That way, hopefully, they'll remember you. Yeah. And that way, they'll see, oh, wow, you know, I think he took, you know, second last time. So they'll kind of give you the nod. That'll kind of hit that recognition button within their brain. Yeah. So we've been focusing on that. Um, my posing is feeling great. Melvin is a excellent posing coach. He really is. I cannot say enough good things about him. He will literally stop you in the middle of a pose and make you exhale, squeeze harder, hold it for five or six seconds, and then make you start all over again. <laughs> like, nope, that's not right. And he'll move your elbow up six inches. Squeeze, squeeze, remember where you're at, do it right this time. Don't pass <laughs> out. Through. Yeah, don't pass out. Or poo on yourself when you're squeezing. Exactly. Yeah, man, but, you know, this year, the cut, I'm feeling a lot better about it. I'm feeling 100% better about my posing and my tanning so honestly i hope the two gentlemen that beat me in the overall last year show back up this year so i can get a head-to-head comparison with how their train's been going over the past two years and how mine is yeah if i take third and overall again i'm perfectly happy with that but i want another shot at those guys because those guys they look great man the guy who took first place in my class and first place overall his uh name was taylor i can't remember his last name but dude looked fantastic. His posing was choreographed down to every last detail. I mean, he just, overall, like, he beat me. He really did. I think his physique was about even with mine, but just the preparation he put into his posing routine clearly outshone mine. Yeah. And the dude who plays second overall actually competed in bodybuilding, and he actually left with like 10 trophies. He competed in every possible class that they would, and since it's such a small show – they don't cut it off to where you can only do bodybuilding or physique. Yeah. You can cross over. You just have to pay like an extra 40 bucks a class. So I did two classes. I wanted to do the novice, the beginner, and then the overall. But yeah. you automatically get in the overall. So 
That guy did bodybuilding, beginner, men's physique, advanced, I think, and then the overall. So he took second in the overall behind Taylor, and I took third. That dude was just a dick, man. Oh, yeah? That's all I can say. Backstage, he was a dick to everybody. He was like the princess. Apparently, he had a big Instagram following, Mm. and he kept talking to people backstage to like him on Instagram. And he was like, yeah, just scroll through, you know, like a couple posts here and there. Check out what I got. He's a vegan, if that tells you anything, (laughs) out of Charlotte. Yeah, well, see, what y'all don't know is is I'm coming in that. I'm coming in hot, right? After I'm going to be all ripped up after I run 100 miles, you know, just yeah, lean you're gonna as be a ripped up. You're going to have some tendons <laughs> ripped up. <laughs> you're going to have some muscles ripped up after running 100 miles. But, you know, my, my tanning game is on point yeah. as well. This is true. As, you know. <clears> as I, I love that red color, and you chose a perfect salmon-colored T-shirt yes. to match your skin. That's I right. Like that. That's right. And, you know, so... You know, every time I turn, my shirt reminds me that, you know, um, my tan is on oh, point, you know, yeah. but then I'm going to hit the beach this weekend and lay out and make it get a little darker and that yeah. way, if, that way during my competition next weekend, I can pull my shirt off and be like, there you go. Attack of the lobster. That's I right. Yeah. Attack of the ripped lobster man <laughs> on the Black Mountain Monster course. Oh, that guy yeah. doesn't look like a runner. <laughs> He's not a runner. He's too burnt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. We we're let's see. I guess last week was we've we've started we've started tapering down about the last month. I guess um, mm-hmm. last week was the last big mileage week, which wasn't big mileage. I mean, I think I ended up like forty two miles for the week. Mm-hmm. I think Saturday was our Saturday was long run, which was uh, what we do. I think we just did twelve miles, and I did six yesterday. Um, and this week's gonna be pulled back even more um especially with being gone to the beach that's kind of kind of forced me to to rest a little bit more and mm-hmm. get my mind off of it um so there probably won't be any uh, any large mileage i'll probably get a couple runs in this week and next week it'll be nutrition water rest recovery mm-hmm. um a couple small just you know jogs just to keep yeah. blood flow some good stretch session mm-hmm. put that on your calendar we can um, do that uh and then uh, of course the event so yeah <clears throat> yeah it'd be good man one thing that i would suggest especially the <clears throat> week out for your prep week is to go a little bit lighter um so my other ath- or one of my other athletes mark is also doing that with you and mm-hmm. i told him that you know even though he's doing the abbreviated style training to where mm-hmm. he's not overly sore i still told him to go 60 percent on all of his leg work for oh, next yeah. week you know and he trains with me three days a week so mm-hmm. i'm gonna be able to regulate that i'm gonna yeah. mark is one of the athletes i love to work with because i have to pull him back more than i have to push him forward yeah. <laughs> so i gotta basically stop him from being self-destructive yeah oh yeah yeah which don't get me wrong i love that mindset but that's still a mindset that we have to work on you know, you have to give yourself what you need and nothing more or you're going to compromise your recovery. Yeah. I you know. compromise your recovery a week out, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah, and for me, I've noticed that, I guess, you know, being solo, mm. it's easier for me to pull back on myself a little bit for that stuff and realize, okay, this is what I need to do Where versus where I have. I worked out with a partner or whatever. Mm. I tend to want to go way harder. You yeah. know. 
Well, I mean, you know, there's a good and bad to that depending on what the goal is. Right. You know? oh, and yeah. like with me, I don't work out with anybody. I can't. I've tried. Like, you know, Ryan, the one of the other trainers here, he's a fantastic dude. I love him like a brother, but I can't work out with him. Yeah. I can't. We worked out like three or four times together. And I'm like, dude, I just I like my own tempo, man. Yeah. When I'm ready for my next set, I'm ready for my next set. If I need to take an extended break because I'm trying to walk something off, then I'm gonna do that. You know? Yeah, that's why I am. Yeah. If I wanna if I get two sets in and one of my shoulders just ain't feeling the exercise, I'm walking away, switching it up. Yeah. You know, I mean, everything is about me either A, listening to my body during rest breaks or B, blocking my body out during the exercise <laughs> itself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I've always been like that. In high school, I had a workout partner who's very, very knowledgeable guy and very hard worker named Stout. Um, his real name's John Mueller. We just always called him Stout because he's just, he's a stout dude, man. That's all yeah. there was to it. But he was extremely knowledgeable, and I learned a ton of information from him that I still use to this day. Right. But after high school, me and him kind of parted ways, and I just never found a workout partner after yeah. that. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I had a couple, you know, back in the day, and then, you know, me and Sean worked out together some. We, and we still do on occasion, just depending on his schedule and stuff like that, or, you know, what we've got going on. But yeah, for the most part, I've always been kind of a, a loner. And that's even, I mean, that even goes as far as like, <clears throat> as far as like bike riding and running and stuff for years. That was, I mm -hmm. did my own thing. And that was one of the, one of the, that was one of the comfort zones I had to get pushed out of. But just to, if I was going to become a faster competitive cyclist, it was like, hey, you need to start showing up to these group events and these group rides on Tuesdays and Thursdays and go out there and throw down with those guys. And I'm like, eh, well, you know, but then you go out there and you see what, real speed is about and oh, yeah. what you know you know tactics and being smart and drafting and all those things you actually put those to use mm. it's a completely different story and you know so but that was the only way to get faster you just go out there and mash you know mash your guts out and then you keep coming back and you keep getting right. faster and faster mm. yeah so i mean it goes right back to you know, the old business saying, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. Same thing. If you're, you know, the most knowledgeable on what you're doing, you're in the wrong room. If yeah. you're looking to grow, you have to have somebody in that room yeah. who is better or more talented than you are. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the big things about Phoenix Jiu-Jitsu. You know, I mean, I absolutely love Phoenix with everything I have. And the thing that makes me grow is because Jason Beber is downstairs and you know, he's so much better at jujitsu than me. It's ridiculous. But we yeah. also have a ton of wrestlers in there too. So my wrestling's getting better because I've got wrestlers beating my ass yeah. three days a week. You know? oh, <laughs> it's only on no gi days. Keep in mind, they don't show up for gi days because they don't want to fight with a noose around their neck. Yeah, <laughs> they want to be the hammer. They don't want to be the nail. I'm but the exact same way. Yeah. But I mean, I can appreciate that. You know, I mean, wrestler don't want to wear a gi. Cool. I'll get you on no gi day. You can beat my ass eventually i'm gonna figure out how to solve that puzzle and then we're gonna have some fun yeah you know? oh yeah yeah <clears throat> but yeah i've actually uh so with me within that same vein i'm always looking to expand my knowledge i'm always looking to obviously better myself in every way i can i've actually thought about hiring a trainer to kick my ass in the gym so instead of me just working out by myself and, you know, whenever I program my workouts, I take me out of the equation. Yeah. You know, I basically say, okay, I have a 175 pound athlete 
These are his daily activities. This is what he does for a job. These are his goals. What's his nutrition look like and what's his training look like? So if it's me programming for me, it's going to be my favorite exercises. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, of course. So I take that out and, you know, I'll still mix my favorite exercises in there occasionally. On my off days, I'll still play with kettlebells, do all that stuff. But that's how I program. But I've actually thought about just like, you know, getting rid of my control issues and actually hiring somebody to run me through a workout. Okay, these are my stats. This is what I do. This is my goal. What would you do for this athlete? Right. And just have them do that. So I don't know yet. I'm still debating on that. I'm kind of interested in it, but I'm also like, because I'm in this industry. You're going to be very anal. Well, not only am I going to be anal, but it it's going to be hard to pick who I want to be my trainer. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know most of the trainers in this town. The trainers I don't know, I mean, I hate to sound like an asshole, but there's probably reasons why I don't know them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So do I want to pick somebody in here? You know, do I want to pick somebody who I know their training styles already? Or do I want to go with, you know, throwing up a Facebook post as, hey, I'm looking for a trainer. Who should I pick? And then see who the top dog is in the comment section. You know, yeah. I'm kind of, that's what I'm saying. I'm kind of curious bust about up it. your uh, comfort zone. And obviously that's going to be the way to go. Exactly. I pick somebody a trainer here. Really I know. know exactly what they're going to program. Yeah. You know I mean? That's one thing that I do whenever it comes to. And they're, the fact that they know you's going to, they're going to have a tendency to program for you what you like. Oh, they're going to try to hurt me. Yeah. Or like I have zero doubt. In, yeah. If I hire a trainer inside here, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to kick his ass in every single workout. You know what I mean? I mean. I mean, I can do that if you want to pay me to train. Well, John, I want a certified trainer. Are you a certified trainer? Yep, as far as that little piece of paper <laughs> goes. Yeah. No, I don't care about certifications whatsoever. I care about what you want. I would much rather pick a five- to seven-year gym rat uh-huh. over somebody who just passed their certification test. That's true. I mean, that means very little to me whatsoever. I know people with every initial – possible every company that you can think of that does personal training certifications i know people who suck and i know people who are great oh yeah you know and i know a ton of people who are fantastic and they know they are wealths of knowledge in the fitness and nutritional industry that don't have a single certification in their name oh yeah yeah i mean you know it's some of, it's one of those things i've considered but it's mm-hmm. like i got too much other stuff to do yeah i mean, well, I mean maybe when i retire I'm about to say when you're retired, it actually be lucrative. Yeah, I mean, for you to go into it now, like there's gonna be a couple. If I can still be like months. a, if I can still be a hard-bodied guy with silver hair, like why would you not? You know, like oh, <clears throat> they got hair dye at Walmart. We can do that right I don't now. I mean, I'm gonna like embrace <laughs> the salt and pepper. Hmm? I did. It's be a good like plan. A, you know, ripped, yeah. ripped, ripped forty-seven-year-old Harrison Ford and whatever. You know. Why would you have salt and pepper hair at 74? What? 74? Or 47, I'm sorry. Because I done yeah. got it, and I'm only 40. I was about to say, man, it ain't that bad. Unless yeah. you die. Mine's pretty bad. That's why I don't grow my hair out anymore. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have the fancy hairstyle. I'm and then I realized to... how much gray showed through, so I just started shaving my head. I mean, I'm trying to embrace it. It's even in the beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's part that freaks you out. When it starts moving into your beard, I've already got some gray ones. I've got some red ones, too, for some reason. I've got plenty of those. That's the Irish. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand the red in mine. The more sun I get, the redder it gets. 
Mm. But it's not getting the it's not turning the white red. The white red. It's definitely not turning the white hairs red. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be granddad material in the next two years. <laughs> yeah. Depends. That's one thing I hate about this competition too is I have to shave my beard. Yeah, that was one of the things. I'm like, not a big when fan. Of Rob's that. mentioned to me, "No, y'all are compete." I'm like, ah, just the shaving part. I don't know. Well, I mean, you don't it. have to, but from my understanding, like judges, yeah. yeah, judges don't like to see beards on people, and I have no clue why. Yeah, like I, mean, I would. You would. Why much, are they looking at anything from the collarbone up? I'm you like, know? you would much rather not see me without a beard. Trust <laughs> me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just talked to all the judges beforehand. It's like, me. you'll like this better. Yeah, is that a turkey? Like, <laughs> is that a turkey? Dang. There's not a lot of chin there. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I've thought yeah. about it. And then there's that, I've thought about trimming it down and shaving it off just to be like, hey, look at my pretty, my smooth. That boyish face. My boyish face. And I'm just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, but between that and just all the, like, I don't know, man. All the little primp work you have to do for this competition is ridiculous. You know, Melvin told me to go ahead and start shaving my arms, legs, and chest. I'm like, dude, that's an hour and a half, like every four or five days. Like, an that's hour, a big it takes job. You an hour and a half. That's a big job. Dude, that's man. like seven minutes. Seven minutes. There yeah. is no way on this. I do it plan. every week. I've been doing it for years. There's you, no way. That's a one quick shower. Dude, it would take seven minutes just to hit your toes and fingers and get it cleaned up right. No. Yes. No. Well, your blade skills are a lot better than mine. Apparently. Apparently. Because <laughs> it takes me forever. You know, the first time it took a long time because I had to buzz everything down and then shave it because I didn't want to clog the damn drains up. So I'm out on the back porch, like, shaving everything. Razor's getting hot because I'm using an electric trimmer, okay. leaving it on forever. The ticket and, is Mach 3. Hmm? The ticket is Mach Man, 3. I got the Mach 3s. I don't even want to hear it. You can't tell me you do a clean job in seven minutes. Clean you can kiss my ass. Minutes. You're a damn liar. Because I do. I have to see that on video. I do everything first and then suds up. Done. No. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anyways. I've been doing well, that it takes me a lot longer. Been doing that since like 2000. Not me, man. I buzz down the arms every now and then because I got this jet black Bigfoot hair coming out of my well, arms. I, I leave the legs alone. Like, I didn't used to, but then when I put, when I got back into cycling and you, then I had like. like Wind reduction. Yeah, dude. I had, <laughs> I ain't lying, but. No, I have like Bigfoot legs, you know, with yeah. the hair, and then you got them spandex on, and the hair is like hanging out of your spandex. It's nasty, and then it gets all wet and sweaty and grimy. But then what was even worse was you go do a, a full wetsuit, a legal triathlon, yeah. and you pull that bastard off with leg hair, Ugh. and the hair yeah. comes with it. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, and I was like, nope, no more. So that was it was gone after that. Like mm-hmm. even the rest of it, like. Well, with me, my razor skills, especially around the sensitive parts, aren't really that great. So I take my time. Like the little back of the knee, all the little crevices you have from the MCL and the LCL and like getting all that detail work in there, man. Dude, you just, I'm telling you, you just got to do this. You straighten it out and get behind it. 
can't do that. When I straighten it out, there's a little gully in there. there I'm not no slicing gully. my MCL because I'm trying to clean the hair up. There's no gully when you do oh, it right. Oh, my God. I'm telling you. Okay. I got, I'll, I'll videotape it and send it to you. Well, I mean, let's just let's keep it PG. I don't need well, to see everything. <laughs> I just need to see the knee, John. I don't want that. I don't want that out there. Who knows what you do with that? <laughs> I posted to Facebook so quick. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, I almost did that one time by accident. <clears throat> oh, I've almost done that a couple of times by accident. You take one of those pics you meant for your for your life, and mm-hmm. and you. Just you accidentally bump it, and you're like, "Oh God, no!" Then you try to go back and take it off. It's off. Oh no! With me, it was the uh, same thing. Taking one of those pics for the wife, and then you like screenshot something, and you go to share the screenshot. That's well, with what my I did. phone. The screenshot gets saved in different folders than the main. I'm like, yeah. "Oh wow, that was about to be a terrible day." <laughs> mine was, mine was <laughs> you got to like, back out, go to a different folder, and then pull it up. I was sweating, man, because yeah. it was like it hit my news feed, and I was like, "Oh God, oh God," and I. And for like the first time ever, I clicked on it to let me delete it, and it wasn't—it like, wouldn't even give me the delete option. Oh, you got to like, do the little three dots at the top. Yeah, I did. So luckily, my neighbor I actually did. got to post. Like it was in the like setting it up to pre-post. I'm like, yeah. ooh, wrong picture. <laughs> I mean, X and go from there. Good thing was it was just like, you know, topless and with a towel on, but still, I'm like, I'll post stuff like that on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, it's a smart. Smart thing for a career, I always man. Make, I always make fun of people that do that. I'm well, like, see, so ain't that the hilarious part of it? For you, like, that could be very bad for your career. Oh, yeah. For me, like, that could start my career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because guess. you got to be, like, the, you know, the corporate, the businessman, oh, the yeah. we mean business. And for me, it's like, oh, you're not posting half-naked picture of yourself on Instagram? Yeah. Why do you hate money? Yeah, you know, yeah. you like you have to do that. Why is your following so low? Oh, you don't show your nipples? Start showing your nipples. There was a point where I was considering, you know, that kind of business. And I hate that kind of business. That's why I still consider myself in the health business and not the fitness <laughs> business. No. Yeah. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. You're talking about the alternative film business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picking. <laughs> <laughs> oh Ooh. yeah yep. no i don't know i'm making that one either but mm. <clears throat> oh man i could be like a runner in the background or something <laughs> one of my buddies tim, <laughs> one of my buddies tim shared a meme the other day <laughs> and it said i just got uh i just got the job in a porn video i'm the husband going to work <laughs> <laughs> like dude that's perfect <laughs> yeah, me and my personal trainer there he goes running back. there he goes for the sunburn yeah oh that used to be the big thing like whenever uh i was in my early 20s and somebody was like hey you look familiar i've seen you somewhere and you always reply you know what well, do you watch a lot of porn <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can't make jokes about that why i just can't why can't you those are know. funny jokes i don't know oh my goodness you poor soul <laughs> all right so yeah count prep is going well uh on my side seems to be going well on your side yeah i mean i'm you yeah. know I've, I'm, I'm doing like about a half a dozen donuts every week now too just to keep just to keep, carb up baby. just to keep carb. calories in man because i can't just like because my clothes are falling off yeah i but, mean so that's the big thing about it man everybody wants to ditch carbs yeah. like, i'm still eating carbs yeah. i would honestly 
I'd have to go back through the macros over the past two days. But I would say like 50% of my fuel is coming from carbs right now. Yeah, you know, I'm just, not doing like that. I ain't starving myself. I'm not like looking for crumbs on the counter and all that shit. You know, yeah. whenever I go to cut, I literally just cut everything back 300 calories. So my protein stays the same. My protein's always going to stay the same no matter what my fuel is. Right. So out of my fuel, my carbs and my fat, I cut it back 300 calories. You know, so usually that's like, I don't know, 40 grams of carbs and like 10, 15 grams of fat. You yeah. know, again, I'd have to look at the um, paperwork to tell you the true breakdown of it. But, yeah, so I shave both of those back, and they're both fairly even. The only thing that I do differently is I don't do carbs after lunchtime. Yeah. You know, my breakfast is always, or not always, but my breakfast now has been oatmeal because I do my jujitsu class right after breakfast. So I get to burn those carbs off then. And then with my lunch, I'll usually have some type of fast-acting carb, so like a cup of rice or you know, some broccoli and cauliflower mixtures with some oil on it and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I'm not doing any type of crazy stuff. Right now, I'm up to the only crazy thing I would say I'm doing is I'm drinking two gallons of water a day. I'm trying to overhydrate, and I'm keeping my salt a little higher. That way, whenever I come time for the dehydration portion of it, usually like Wednesday, I'll back my salt off. Thursday, I'll back my water off. Friday, I'll back it off. Well, Friday, I'll have maybe half a gallon or a quarter of a gallon of water, just enough to keep my organs hydrated so they're doing their thing. Saturday, I will just basically sip water just little by little until after the competition. Then I'll rehydrate. I'll get me a big salad. I'll get something with some collagen in it. I've got some collagen peptides at home. Probably drink a little bit of bone broth, make sure I get my gut flora back healthy, and then I'll have my little you know, cheat meal or earned meal, whichever you want to look at it, on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people wreck themselves, man. I can't tell you how many guys I've talked to that show was Saturday, Saturday night, they went out for pizza and beer, and then they were sick as shit for a week because they just destroyed the ecosystem in their stomach, and they threw all of these inflammatory foods in there, so they wake up Sunday looking, you know, pregnant, and then they got a cold or the flu for the next week because their body's just wrecked trying to figure out what this huge train wreck was. I can tell you right now, Sunday afterwards, I'm on the way home. I'm stopping at the Cracker Barrel. I'm telling you, man, get a big salad in you first. Get some greens in there. Get everything fixed before, before you hit anything heavy. Get everything fixed before you throw anything heavy in there. Like I said, my last competition, I didn't deplete down. I would say... I'd say I got about 6% body fat, you know, maybe a little bit lower than that. I know my biomed said it was like four and a half. I know that's not right. I was yeah. not that drained. I would say like six, maybe seven point or 5.7 to six. But from there, I left the competition. Um, wife went out back steakhouse. I was like, cool. Got a grilled chicken salad and they make big salads. Yeah. So I got that, threw a little bit of oil and vinegar on there. They ate it. Felt great after that. The chicken didn't disrupt my stomach whatsoever. Woke up Sunday, had like, you know, three, four eggs. Since I cut all my calories way down, I eased my calories back up. Sunday night, had my pizza, felt great. Zero rebound after that. And usually after a race like this, I stop and get like three double quarter pounders of cheese and (laughs) go to town, son. I feel great. (laughs) Well, your stomach's already tore up during the race. Why not just keep it going? (laughs) Yep. All right, man. 
Well, I think it's about time to get off here. We got started a little bit late, but we will continue this conversation next week and uh, hope to have Mark back on, talk about some training ideas as well, getting ready for the 24-hour race. Why do you keep reminding me? I know it's fun, right? (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. As always, subscribe to the podcast. That way you get updated as soon as we throw out a new podcast, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Later.